Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life, the podcast. Ann Harder here, going to talk about jazz music. One of my favorite things, Greg Bashara, who is a longtime friend, jazz musician, and we have via Zoom, Rob Holbert from Dallas, Texas. Hello, everybody. Big time jazz musician who is going to be the featured performer at the April 22nd concert of the Waco Jazz Orchestra. Tell me about that. First of all, Greg, tell me about that show. Okay. What we do in the spring the Waco Jazz Orchestra likes to do our concert at the Waco Hippodrome. First of all, it's a very classy and iconic venue in Waco. And we always like for that to be our kind of commercial show where we make it just absolutely entertaining with vocal and all kinds of instrumental tunes that the audience knows and loves. And so this year we wanted to collaborate with Rob. Uh, we've had him before on a Christmas show. I think 2016 was. Oh, it's the been last a while. Time we, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's a fabulous entertainer, great saxophonist, and great vocalist. So we we're looking forward to this show uh, quite a bit. Well, and Rob, I understand uh, we all three were Richfield Rams. That's so right. you so oh, you yeah. went to school here Good in, morning. and you and Greg were at Richfield together, right? Yes, we played in the uh, well, all of the bands there at Richfield. And uh, had some really good times there. Enjoyed every minute of it. And we've remained friends just for ever since the 10 or 15 years that we've been out of high school. Oh, yeah. He, he was, <laughs> at, at least, should was, I say. He was an amazing <laughs> saxophonist then and didn't know he was quite the singer, you know. Oh, okay. We did, you know, we didn't know that back then because, yeah. you know, there was no reason for him to sing in, the, in our jazz band. But, man, he was a great player. It was a, one of our featured soloists uh, even back then. And then uh, the first time I saw his, one of his shows here locally, he starts singing. I went, what? You, where have you been hiding that? <laughs> where have you been hiding that talent? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so so tell me, Rob, about your, your musical career. When did you pick up an instrument? When did you find out you were a singer? Well, uh, as far as playing the saxophone, I started that way back in the seventh grade. And I'll tell you a little funny story of how that happened. When I was a kid, I played piano and violin and viola and drums. I love drums. I had a drum set and everything. But when I got into the seventh grade, uh, my band director at that time was Thomas McLean at Moore High. And my, he and my dad were really good friends. And McLean was a saxophone player. My dad loved the saxophone. And so I believe that he talked McLean into talking me into playing the saxophone because when I walked up in the little line and he asked me, little Holbert, what do you want to play in the band? And I said, I want to play drums. And he looked at me and just said, saxophone. And he just moved (laughs) me out of the way. And ever since then I've played saxophone. 
the um, the singing part, I'm really I don't classify myself as a vocalist. I sing because I have to. It's just one of those things. <laughs> but I started, yeah, I started singing many years ago uh, with my jazz combo. We were playing a private event, and uh, we did mostly smooth jazz and straight ahead jazz, all instrumentals. And this lady walks up uh, during the break. She goes, "He goes, you guys sound great. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, but does anybody sing anything? And I said, well, I know the words to my funny Valentine. And she said, sing that. And it just stuck. And ever since then, I've been singing. <laughs> That's great. Sometimes it's just a little bit of encouragement, a little yeah. nudge, you know. Well, even back in the big band swing days, mm -hmm. vocalists were featured. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Glenn Miller. I mean, all the all the famous bands of the day mm -hmm. would feature singers. Well, that's how Doris Day got her start. You know, a lot of those yeah. wonderful so entertainers we've, were big band We've kind of followed that singers. model. I think this is yeah. our seventh springtime show at the Hippodrome, the Wicked mm -hmm. Jazz Orchestra, and we've always uh, enjoyed featuring a vocalist. Yeah. Well, I remember when you did the Divas. Yep. You had the, well, I, that yeah. was a great, that was, that was a, great a great concert. Show. That was a lot of fun. We've had a lot of wonderful, wonderful memories there. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, so favorite tunes, and, and what will we be hearing on the 22nd? There's going to be a, a nice variety of stuff. Uh, April is a Jazz Appreciation Month. So I believe we're going to uh, be doing April in Paris. Oh, okay. So that's a that's a classic. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of really neat vocal tunes that will feature uh, Rob. Uh, you know, there's uh, I'm Just a Shy Guy, which is a little bit ironic. <laughs> you know, uh, but Like not really. <laughs> right. He's going to, he'll pull it off uh, for sure. But uh, what what's one of yours that you're enjoying, Rob? What are you liking? Well, uh, actually, I like the Lou Rawls song. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, you'll never find another love like mine. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you I, doing I, that. I, yeah, yeah. I Rob's think voice fits that perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a really yeah. good arrangement of that. Been rehearsing it, and it's going really well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, some other interesting things that Rob will be doing uh, as a combo. With just the rhythm section, gives the band a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so those will be fun. Uh, there's a jazz tune called Cold Act Time. You're going to be doing Unchained Melody. Oh. Which has, that'll be vocals. and That's uh, a good one. And that's a good one. So we're going to touch on a little bit of everything that hopefully the audience is going to recognize these songs. Yeah. And that's what yeah, this, I again, yeah. I basically wanted to do the Unchained Melody because there's a story behind. Any really good song has a story behind it. Oh, yeah. And I always like to tell the audience how that song came about. Because a lot of people, uh, when I do it here in, in this area in Dallas, everybody's heard it. But they always go, oh, yeah, I heard that song in Ghost. And they think that that's the first time the song was ever done. Oh, and my I goodness. Them, yeah, for real. <laughs> they, they, they think that. And I have to tell yeah. them, no, that song is older than most people. Yeah, uh, and then I tell them the story of how the song came about and how um, uh, the the Righteous Brothers actually made it kind of famous, you know, when they first recorded it. So I give them that story because I always like to give the audience a little backstory on some of the tunes that we do. Yeah, it just give makes it story. richer. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do, in fact, I do a little 
thing at Baylor for lifelong learners. Sure. Greg, you played and on I've that played with me with before you. where I would research yeah, you know, about 12 one. tunes, yep. but talk about the lyricist and the composer. And yes, yeah, some of the stories behind those guys are poignant you know and uh, but yeah it it does it just makes the the enjoyment of of that song then right. have a little bit more impact it makes it a lot more meaningful yeah and uh people find out things they you know they just go well the song's all, always been around and why mm-hmm. so i i think i'm i'm glad he's going to be doing quite a bit of that oh that's good you know, yeah the, the audience will love that well well rob i want to hear more about your career i could say we know you know you went to school in waco what after that i mean how did you train who did you study with and uh, I, I actually went to mcc mm-hmm. in waco and with great Dr. music David. program oh excellent music program that's I great uh dave hibbert of course was my yeah real instructor i guess because he did all the casting <laughs> yeah. i left there and went to north texas and that's uh, another fabulous program yeah yeah and eventually ended up in st louis and here's where the story <laughs> kind of goes off the rails because when, <laughs> yeah when i moved to st louis i had the idea that i was going to play in the jazz clubs up there but you know life will throw you some curves yeah and i ended up getting married and all of that and the music career just kind of went away I eventually moved back to Houston and I thought, well, I'll pick it up now. But I had a son, we had a child. And so I had to work and do all those things like that. So the music career kind of fell by the wayside up until around 1995, maybe. Uh, I had remarried actually. And me and my wife were, and we've been together now almost 30 years. Um, We uh, were sitting around watching Kirk Whalum on TV. Uh, playing with um, Whitney Houston, I think. And I was telling her, oh, yeah, I remember Kirk when I lived in Houston and we'd hang out and go to, you know, that sort of thing like that. And she Mm -hmm. asked me, well, why did you stop playing? And I told her what happened. And to to truncate the story, she said, oh, that's crazy. Go go get a horn. Because I didn't even have a horn. (laughs) Oh, really? You'd gotten rid of your your instruments. Oh, gosh. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was not going to play music anymore. (sighs) Uh, And so I went out and I bought a little student model horn. And I was just kind of playing around the house, doing nothing. What really wasn't planning on pursuing music anymore, but God has ways of, you know, putting things in your life. Yeah. So I got a phone call about two weeks later saying, hey, we need a saxophone player. It's actually my cousin. Uh, we need a saxophone player at this place called um, BJ's Bistro in the Bishop Arts District. And I complained and told him I haven't played in 20 years, man. I'm not going to do that. But anyway, he talked me into it. And so I went down there and I sat in. They call me back the very next week. Can you come play again? I, make a long story short, it just snowballed from there. Yeah. I ended up playing down there every week, and then I formed my own band, and we've been—it's just been rolling ever since. It's been—it's been a blessing. I've he's, been playing he's got a for great years band now. up in right, Boston. right, Wonderful. and and I, you know, I was kind of listening in to some yeah. of the as I was getting ready for this. You've—I mean—but you've played with some amazing groups, the average white band. Uh, Alex Bugnan, is that how you say it? Oh yeah, that, Jazz yeah. Band? these are the average white band. We I, we I didn't play with them. We opened for them. Uh huh. One of those. Yeah, we opened for. Yeah, them. yeah. Some some of your performances. Uh, yeah, Bobby right, Bland. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bobby Bland and Alex Bugnan. He's smooth jazz artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is on there. Oh, just uh, yeah, jazz artist, smooth jazz artist, uh, Aletha Renee, yeah, Joe McBride, Benita Arterberry. Yarborough right. Peoples, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ed Shaughnessy, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the well, former Tonight Show drummer. That's yeah, it. and then we showed up again at another place, and he was there, and we were uh-huh. going to play with him. So that was that was kind of neat, you know, to see him again. But uh, I, my band, even though we, uh, I don't call myself as a popular person. I guess I am sort of, but we've opened for a lot of artists all over the country, basically. And I just listed a few of them there on the website. I need to revamp. That yeah, your your uh, your web page is great and what i'm trying to look up i had you had some great quotes on there and i thought i had printed them out and of course i had not um but yeah this is this is something i wanted to have you have you elaborate on you say i uncovered my passion for music during my very young years we talked about that my dad and mom were both gifted singers and their gifts were passed down to me and my siblings yeah (laughs) yeah yeah this that's a funny thing my mom uh, played piano. She read music and everything. She's a really good pianist. And she sang in the church choir. She's a soprano. Mm-hmm. My dad had a beautiful, beautiful baritone bass voice. And, uh, you know, he would remind you of a Billy Eckstein really? person. But he never pursued music at all. He just had a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, that's how I became involved in music, as a lot of musicians. You know, you start there in the church. And I played all the little instruments at the church, you know, the bells and the auto harp and whatever, yeah. you know, those sort of things like that. And it just carried over through life. I've always been a firm believer in the arts, even if you don't pursue a career in music, because that's not for everybody. But if you can take a child and let them learn music and learn an instrument, Absolutely. that carries over into other parts of their lives. Oh, amen. Takes, yeah, yeah, because it takes critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. To well, do that. and your and your mom, dad made sure because you said you were, you had started piano and and some right. of the stringed instruments as well, viola. Right, did you say violin and viola? So yeah. I mean, obviously your parents were really on the ball when it came to I, making sure you you had that uh, that wonderful gift in your life. Truly, right, my sister. Uh, went to college. She majored in music and all of that. She sang with the Houston Grand Opera for. Oh my ever. gosh! Yeah, she was. She did that for a long, long time. Traveled the world with them. Uh, it just. It was just in my family. Wow. Just, yeah, music was everywhere. That's what it was. <laughs> That's good. Well, you say everything in life can be communicated through music: love, anger, happiness, sadness. Music is emotion. Without it, there is no life. Live jazz makes life worth living. What like do you think that about quote. that, Greg? Oh, that's that's absolutely <laughs> it. And the essence of jazz is improvisation, which is pretty yeah. much what we're doing right now. <laughs> this isn't a, this isn't scripted. This is not scripted. <laughs> nope. And which is great. Which is great. Yeah. We just share uh, as we think of something. If it's on our heart, we we share it, and that's mm-hmm. what you do with the horn. Or even jazz vocalists with scat singing. Um, yeah, that's, that's to me as a singer. That's that's scary. I just have a hard time just letting. So, I yeah. have such. Ad, let me just say, I have admiration for scat singers because yeah. you do. You have to be able to just spontaneous composition. Be, you know, and I imitate a horn. Imitate. That. You know. So you're going to scat sing. I think a little. Yes. 
Uh, yep, yep. There you go. It'll I love probably it. happen. It'll yeah. probably happen. It usually, yeah, it usually happens at a jazz yeah, show. Yeah, he mentioned opening for uh, Average White Band. We're doing one of their songs. Oh, are you? Which pick is? Of the, pick Up the Pieces. Okay. So that's a great song. Hey y'all, I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? Uh, Bloody Happy Hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers. True crime. Rape. <laughs> Rapists. Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Bloody Happy Hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe especially golden age stuff oh golden yeah. age stuff is always the best and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything yeah that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe <laughs> frozen frozen heroes Gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes, gonna tell you about. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Ed Shaughnessy, huh? That goes back to our high school days. Yeah. Uh, if uh, you want to hear that story. Yeah, I want to hear the story, okay. sure. So we, um, uh, when we were in the band together there at Richfield, we went to tri-state competition in Enid, Oklahoma. Okay. And one of the three judges was Ed Shaughnessy. Get out. And, you know, maybe we didn't know that at the time. Maybe we did. But <laughs> the, always after the fact, you get to read the comment sheets uh-huh. of the judges. Yes. Well, the Richfield Jazz Band that year, we won did tri-state. You? We won the competition in our division. And Ed Shaughnessy's comment and nickname for us was the Cooking Mothers. <laughs> that was really that was our name. <laughs> yes. And uh, we owe it all to Ed Shaughnessy. Ed Shaughnessy, the, yeah, the famous Tonight Show drummer. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he was a great guy. Oh man, that yeah, I love that. That's that is a great story. Yeah, uh, those you know those high school memories are kind of stick Fantastic. with you. The best we had a great band yeah it was wonderful yeah you say i find inspiration all around me i try to make my music representative of myself and my generation i love the places that most people don't give a second glance talk to me about that rob uh well let's see the people around me and let me back up a little bit inspiration for music comes from the world around me you know, um, I can be in a location playing and I will see things going on that makes me want to play or sing certain songs. Hmm. And I'll give you an example. Uh, several years ago, I was in Dubai. And when you said, you, uh, you know, music being universal, it's a language that everybody understands. Sure. It truly is. Uh, we were playing and had actually finished playing or were on break. I can't remember now, but uh, this gentleman walks up to me and wants to know if we could play uh, Wonderful World by uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He barely spoke English, but that let me know that music touches everybody. Yeah. And so you can take that and, and make that part of your creativity, if you like. I like doing that. Uh, some of the best times we've ever had were improvised due to the people around us because we have to play to the audience, if you want to call it that. And it's inspirational because, like for instance, when we're playing in Waco for this concert, I hope we have a big crowd. I want them to have a lot of energy because they'll get that same energy back right. from the Waco Jazz, Jazz Orchestra and myself. So that's kind of what that means. You yeah, it's a give and take. For sure. Right. It's a give and take. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it's going to be a great show. Uh, excited about it. You, give me some of the particulars about um, how folks can get tickets and all that sort of thing. Uh, they can go to uh, the Hippodrome website, WacoHippodromeTheater.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, theater with an R-E. Yeah. Uh, and uh, buy the tickets online. The concert on April 22nd will be at 730. Uh, I'm thinking the doors will probably open an hour ahead of time uh, instead of 30 minutes ahead. Of time. It gives people plenty of time to get settled mm-hmm. and come in. 
and there will likely be uh, tickets available that day as well. But to get your best seats, uh, we really would love to encourage everybody to, to buy ahead of time. Yeah. And like Rob said, we would love to have a full house. Uh, this is going to be a, a reunion of sorts for us, maybe more than of sorts. It's <laughs> definitely going to be a reunion because uh, another good friend of ours, uh, Evan Claris, was in that same jazz oh, band okay. with us oh, yeah. in Richfield. Oh, yeah. And so we, you know, we all get to collaborate again Yeah, uh, on the same stage. So it's going to be a full circle. Well, you mentioned that you mentioned Evan. Let's talk a little bit more about the, the jazz orchestra itself. How long have y'all been playing together? I mean, I know Dave Wilde plays keys. For sure. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, golly, that's a good question. As far as when I, I can't remember the mm-hmm. year WJO began, mm-hmm. but it's, it's well over 20, 25 years easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Evan and I, you know, Rob mentioned starting saxophone in seventh grade that's when I started playing saxophone. Yeah. And so Evan and I really met in junior high at Lake Air Junior High. Oh, yeah. And I started Was Faye cla- Smitherman teaching music clarinet. there at the time? Hmm? Was Faye Smitherman teaching yes. music? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was my choir yeah. teacher yep. at, at yep. Lake Air, yeah. That's right. She was in the building <laughs> just next that to the That round building, yeah. That's right. And so <laughs> yeah, the band my, hall was on the other yeah, side of it. My band director was Norman Friedel. I and, remember him, yeah. And I started on clarinet the whole seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. I came to the band hall at the end of that year, and I'm listening to the jazz band play, and I said, he walked over to me after they finished. I said, how do I get in that band? Yeah, I want to do that. And he, <laughs> yeah, and he looked at me. He goes, well, we don't use clarinets right now, but I've got an opening for tenor sax, so go home and tell your mom, dad, you're going to take summer band, learn tenor sax, and I'll tell the counselors, and, and I'm going, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and it happened just like, that was my fork in the road. That's great. And I kept playing clarinet and concert band, and I played tenor sax and jazz band all the way through, and I still play clarinet today. (laughs) So in dance bands, pickup gigs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. we do a lot of, you know, just dinner music, and you and and Evan kind of have have a duo. You can play at the Hilton. Yeah, so Rob and I kind of got directed to saxophone <laughs> in similar <laughs> stories. It's like, you're not yeah. going to be a drummer, you're going to be a saxophone You need player. to play sax. Right. <laughs> I was really grateful for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So how many are in the uh, Waco Jazz Orchestra? 18. 18 players? Yep. Okay. There's five saxophones, four to five trombones. Uh, that can vary, four to five trumpets, mm-hmm. uh, and a uh, bass, drums, keyboards, and guitar. Yeah. Rounds out and uh, directed by Noah Alvarado. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job with the band. So yeah. we have great musician, a great, yeah. great bunch of guys that come together once a week to rehearse on Monday nights. Yeah, where do you rehearse? At MCC. Okay. We uh, under the auspices of MCC. They're one of our sponsors. Yeah. And we utilize their facility to rehearse in. That's good because you get a big group. Stage. You can't very well meet in somebody's garage. With no, 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 no. <laughs> you got to pass that. that. Oh, you have done that. that. (laughs) It's a lot more fun in the building. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, we we do our other three concerts during the year at the Ball Performing Arts Center there on MCC campus. There at MCC. Mm -hmm. So that works well. And this is our, you know, 
one concert that we like to do at the Hippodrome, as I mm-hmm. mentioned. Well, of course, downtown we Waco it. is a hip happening place yeah. now. And, I'm sure and there are great places to eat right there around the yeah. Hippodrome. Make a Come lovely evening. Yeah, make an evening make of it. Total evening of it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's great there's a lot of great music happening in Waco. And uh Greg, it's you know, I appreciate you and how you share your Thank talent you. and Thank Rob you. for coming back home. Oh yes, yeah, for this concert. Well, looking thanks for, for visiting. With well, us. I, I'm getting the word out. I will. I love. I love doing this. But um, I, I do a little thing at the end of these. Okay. It's a, it's a little questionnaire. Oh. It's similar to the the one that the great, late great James Lipton would do on Inside the Actor Studio. So I'm going to ask you guys these questions to uh, end our little chat together. What is your favorite word? Rob, you can go first. You can go first, Rob. My favorite word. Yeah. I, I guess, well, I, you know, I don't want to sound corny, uh, but it's it kind of varies between peace and love. I love it's, it. Yeah, because and, that's the, you know, love for, 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 for the one thing is what, and I hate to say this because it sounds so contrite, uh, that's what we need in the world. Yeah. Uh, everywhere I've been, if there's love, everybody seems to get along. Yeah. Regardless of your differences, you still get along. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. Yeah. So that's well, my favorite word. Another, uh, mine would be probably between imagination and creativity. Okay. One of the, which we use both mm-hmm. in music and in every area of life, I think. Nothing comes to fruition without first the, your imagining or having the vision for it. So we had a vision for this concert. Yeah. And uh, and it's going to be great. The, 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 the. <laughs> okay, so what's your least favorite word? Mm-hmm. That's really, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> discouragement. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and something that you always have to overcome whether you know we're not supposed to compare ourselves you know but we all kind of do from time to time but you know overcoming things that get in the way of our creativity or imagination right right and and try not to be discouraged in that process Mm -hmm. okay rob well (laughs) hate to sound corny again but you're not corny yeah hate i mean because everybody Yeah, there's so much of that that goes on now. And people, you know, I'm on I'm on uh, social media a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of, oh, I hate this person or I hate that oh, person. Oh, I know. Yeah, come on now. Let's stop with the hate. You no, know? let's <laughs> stop with that. Okay, so a little deeper now. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, making music. <laughs> I mean, and that I, does sound I'm glad corny. to hear that. <laughs> that sounds a little corny. But no, it doesn't. It, uh, I can be having a, a rough week or a yeah. rough day. You get on a gig and not even 30 minutes into it. Yeah, it, you're enjoying life. It just kind of buoys you up, yeah. you know, and kind of at the end of the gig, you're going, what was my problem, you know? Yeah. That's happened to yeah. me a lot, yeah. Yeah. Where you've. You know, you look at things totally different afterwards, and music just goes to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like brownies. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
There's <laughs> okay <laughs> chocolate and brownies. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Rob, what about you? I, I have to say the same thing. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Even though there was a period of time in my life when I didn't play music, mm-hmm. I was still a musician at heart. Yeah. And so that's my happy place. Yeah. Uh, whenever I'm, just like Greg said, you know, if I'm not feeling all great and everything's kind of wonky, you know, I can come in my little music room here and, and make music. Yeah. Or I can go play a gig and make music. Mm-hmm. And it seems to bring peace and tranquility to me. Back to personally. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Closed-mindedness. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. And that may sound trite, but. No, I know. I've, um, I've, a lot of people are. And. You know, with yeah, my lot. way or the highway. I've yeah. heard that, you know. Yeah. So it, <clears throat> it, it kind of gets in the way of helps feed the discouragement. Mm-hmm. Then you, yeah. Then you got to go find a gig to play to yeah. get feeling better. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess it'd be that. Yeah. Okay. Rob? Uh, egos and self-centeredness. I mean, that just that just drives me crazy. Yeah. And you, That's you a turn off. of that. Yeah, you see a lot of that in the music business. I'm sure. Uh, where people will come in and their egos are like up through the roof and you can't tell them anything. That's just, that's a turn off to me. I'm sorry. Let's, yeah. let's, let's make music. Yeah. yeah. What other profession would you have liked to try? Writing. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I, just, uh, it has a creative element to it. Sure. And, um, also, you know, not to bring back up imagination, but, mm-hmm. you know, you being a journalist, you're, well, I'm in awe of writers of books, yeah. you know, because I think, man, right. what it would it take to, True. and then to come up with a plot and particularly True. novelists, you know, how do yeah. they come up with that stuff? I might not have done fiction, but yeah. more documentary kind, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of things. Okay. So, real right. life stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what about you? As crazy it might as it might seem, I would probably be either a lawyer or a politician. Mm. Um, okay. And the reason for being a politician is because I think that I would be able to influence the political system to where it would benefit people yeah. and not just rich people or big business and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like rep- I like speaking up for the little guy. Put it like that. Yeah, good. So, I would probably be a politician. Cool. Well, what profession do you know or job you know you would never want to have? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard all kinds of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet. This is a good questionnaire, man. <laughs> Rob, I'm going to defer to you. I'll go second. I'll go second. A profession I would probably never The job you would not want to do. Another job. Let's see. You know, I I don't know. And it's kind of hard to say. The the first thing that comes to my mind is being a doctor. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. People are like, I "I appreciate doctors, but I could never do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I do. I mean, and I respect what they do and their talents and their strengths and everything. But I'm, uh, I guess, a little bit too empathetic. Yeah. And... Yeah, their pain becomes my pain, and I would probably be a little bit too emotional behind it. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, uh, you know, one of your musicians is Charles Stern, who is a doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and in fact, he's the one that kind of coordinated this whole right. thing happening. So a Maybe shout out to him. I wouldn't want to be a judge. Probably. Ooh, yeah. I, where, I mean, that would be a double-edged sword. Yeah, sure. I would. It'd be That'd tough. Be hard, I'm glad we have them. Well, you, know, you have to. Somebody has to do but, it. But. Uh, yeah. Okay, last question. What do you want to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, my good and faithful servant. (laughs) Yeah, that's scriptural. I would love that. That would be great. Yeah, same thing here. Okay. Same thing here. Welcome home, my son. That's right. Welcome home. Well, got some great music to play before that happens That's right. <laughs> so we're excited to uh to let folks know about the april 22nd concert at the hippodrome and thank you for waco jazz orchestra yeah rob Halbert, thank you so much for joining us from thank dallas so greg bashara for right. look forward it's always good to see you so uh same one i've had a wonderful time we have to. Yeah, thank you guys, and thank you for watching. Yeah, join us again next time for Central Texas Life. Bye bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.